0: So
1: first first time, how are you?
0: I'm very well. Yeah, good. Fine. Uh how are you doing?
1: I'm not too bad either. It's uh I had a good weekend, so looking forward good. to the week. It um, always helps, doesn't it? Yeah, it puts you in a good mood. So that, that's that's always good. Well I, yeah, I, I did ask before the camera went on, but uh well, you perhaps didn't have the best weekend with, with the results of the football match yesterday. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's um, it's been a, it's been a nice distraction actually. I think for a lot of people, um, in my lifetime, I've never seen England get that far in a major tournament. So it's pretty incredible. But uh, yeah, very disappointing. Also, just like it was so yeah, you know, we could have so easily have won. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, pretty brutal. It was crazy in London last night.
1: Like yeah, that, that I can imagine.
0: <laughs> driving yeah. through the uh, the streets and it was kind of carnage.
1: Yeah, but the, my guess would be that even if they won, it would be the same, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let's talk about some more uh, fun things then, which is uh, the album yeah. that you've uh, made. Now, before we do that, we have to go back to a time uh, where it wasn't as much fun for you, which was the, the period in in and around 2018, 2019. And uh, you had been touring Jubilee Road for a while um, and you kind of decided to immediately uh, continue writing in, uh, in America. When did you realize that that perhaps wasn't a good idea?
0: Um, when I was in America. Um, a couple of months in, I was struggling. Um, and... I was very, you know, just I think you, when one feels, you know, anxious or sad or tends to be um, that you're constantly trying to find a way out of it. And, um, you know, you hope each morning the day might be better than, than the previous one. And, um, but I think the thing that I realise is that, like, when you're in it, you don't, it's only time really that, mm-hmm. the, uh, and perspective, which you really realise like how bad it was. Like at the time, you're just living in the present and you're, you're trying to, to make the best of how you feel. Um And when I talk about it now, I almost trivialize it to some extent, um, and because I've got some distance from it, but the, at the time it was at the time it was very um, it, it felt uh, like I had nowhere to go. You know? What: um, Oh, sorry. No, sorry, Karen.:
1: No, I was going to ask, because what in those moments um, kind of makes you throw yourself into work? Is it, is it just as a distraction? Is it kind of a sense of pressure to, to uh, perform and to, to achieve things?
0: I mean, sadly, I think it's... It's you know, trying to be as transparent as possible. I think it's like all I really know Mm. what to do like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm someone with like I've never I've never been particularly uh, I don't know I tend to sort of like really really be hard on myself if I if I don't feel like I'm being productive or achieving something Um, and it's very stifling that um, both one begins to realize that it's it's creatively stifling, uh, because because the best stuff actually often comes when you stop trying, um, you stop you know banging your head against the wall, um. So yeah, I I, I mean it's it's interesting, it's it's, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's something obviously that has that has driven me to achieve uh, a relative amount of success for s- someone like me where i came from you know like i've i've put out a lot of music and i've toured the world and and you know that that drive in, in order to make in order to do something like that it takes a lot of drive like yeah. that that's be you know a, a, ph- a phenomenal amount you don't accidentally sort of do that it's 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 it, that the, 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 you there has to be this burning desire to do it of which I think commonly is has a double-edged sword nature to it which is is that it's it it, it gets you up in the morning but also perhaps um you know doesn't 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 sort of quietly put you back into bed at the end of the day <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? uh, right. So I think that's very common, actually, amongst amongst a lot of artists. I, you know, that are my friends, and I feel like that's this sort of non-specific burning drive, which is like, you know, almost sort of wild horse in a way. (laughs) You know, like it's difficult to be tamed. Um, Anyway, maybe I'm getting too uh, self self romanticising here.
1: No, but I do think there is an element uh, to that because like you said, you don't end up in, in those places if you don't actually actively pursue it uh, w- with a great sense of passion. So yeah, when you decided that you needed a break and I, I believe you moved uh, back home for a while and there's a line in noise, they sell me dreams, they sell me doubts. Did you completely uh, stop social media and kind of... Um... No, I mean,
0: I didn't do a lot for quite a long time. I didn't do a lot of social, you know, I I, I wasn't on it a lot. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like I've slightly over-egged how much I stopped for. I didn't really hmm. stop. Okay. I mean, I stopped for about two weeks and then carried on working again. Um,
1: um, what, 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 but, you know,
0: I just, I, I got back to London and, and I was like, Right. This is this is this has to be addressed. Basically, that that that's 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 what really. I got back to London. I was like, this is this this is either gonna this is either gonna consume me or I've got to try and face it. And and so I tried to do that. And and um, I think the music reflects that.
1: Yeah, well, when you say you had to face it was that through songwriting then that you started to put the thoughts that you had onto paper and then were those the thoughts that ended up uh, being these songs?
0: I would say uh, there was like some, there was a dual facing that was like I faced it you know I tried to I sort of you know got therapy and like just tried to slow down a bit um And you know, when I went to LA, I was like, I was like, if I'm being honest, I was like, I was like, look, this is this is the it's so exciting out there, and everyone wants it, you know. And it was like, right, this is going to be my time. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do so much and work with everyone, and you know, I I remember just before I left, I was meant, I was just about to work with Phineas. Um, and I was so excited about that. And there was a guy in Nashville I was about to work with Michael Azonda, and um, yeah, and then I left. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was, but it's like you know, I, 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 um, I'm sure if I'd stayed, I, I would have been doing a lot more. But, but I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to go back. I can't, you know, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make my record in London, and I'm gonna. Stay here and, and and be be at home and stop traveling, and I've got to take a year from playing shows. And I told my manager that Can't, I'm not to play shows for a year. And and um, and, uh. but, you know, it's as much it's as much like subtle shifts in the mind of just mm-hmm. acknowledgement. You know, it's I would just felt like I was running from it and managing it with with um, sort of you know self-destructive things and you know um so yeah
1: but i think focusing on mental health is obviously a, a continuous process um but but was there a turning point so to say for you as as you were writing these songs
0: Well, where I like it better
1: yeah well 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 where you felt like you were perhaps ready to to start uh, kind of going into the kind of the business side again and 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 opening yourself up or, or at least where you felt more and more comfortable again
0: yeah i mean it was when i met my girlfriend okay um things just started turning around i don't you know i owe a lot to her um and i just felt like i had a life outside of music again mm. um and i I didn't place all of my value in in music you know um i placed some value in myself again you know i think some of so much of it is about that you know
1: well it's interesting that that. you sorry sorry to interrupt but it's interesting that you say that because I've, i've spoken to artists about this before where their music and and kind of how they are perceived becomes so much a part of your identity that it's yeah. Difficult to separate yourself from that. So, so, uh, as you say, kind of um, doing some normal things and and then spending time with mm. uh, with a girlfriend that that helped you kind of perhaps connect with yourself a little bit more.
0: I think that's very interesting. I've not thought of it like that. I think I think I think there's I think there's a strange thing as well about like the fact that like it's my name. Like, like I am Tom. Like I'm not. It's not. <laughs> It's not like uh, you know it's not it's, it's not a persona, and I think in even more so, like my music has always been sort of like almost uh almost sort of like uncomfortably honest, and so like th- there's this sense that and I, I agree with you, I think there is there's, there is and so you know so much of my life is intertwined in my career, career. and um it is a strange. It, it, I, that's that's an interesting point because I think it it becomes your. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think. I think that separation is. Um, I've always like prided myself on being really like good at that as well. Like I've always been someone that like you know I I I never maybe right at the start of my career when I you know for a month, like I went to a few of the parties and the, you know, the sort of like, sort of high flying social scene, you know, like I very like briefly sort of like enjoyed and very quickly realized I didn't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um In you know, because I just, it was just like, that was just a a, a prime example of career and personal life getting very you know wrapped up in this toxic intertwined in this toxic way and I've I've always observed that to be damaging to one's career because I sort of always have been like well I've got my mates and I don't publicize like that part of my life like that that that's off like I, I go to the pub with my mates and and we talk about um you know things that aren't to do with do you do do you know what I mean? It's, sure, it, sure. Just I uh, I've so so you know, I do for that reason I don't, you know, I I have a lot of friends that, that work in the music business and and who do similar jobs to me, but I've also got my mates, mates which are sort of, you know, I think different, but um yeah I, I i think that that's that's interesting i i don't so what what i was saying is i've always you know i've always prided myself on on having that separation but mm-hmm. but maybe i did maybe i wasn't so good at it actually in hindsight you know maybe maybe it it was it was still too much and there's there's not enough separation still and you know you can't clock off at seven o'clock and just you know take a walk and and not think about you know songs and i have a very obsessive uh, characteristic i think in the sense that and you know this i'm sure if you were to ask people that work with me i mean this is i think both a a criticism and a and a compliment is i'm very obsessive mm. and i i think it actually again is another trait that his his both benefited me and, and, and also held me back in a way, in that um, I, I work in tirelessly on things uh, until I feel that they're ready, almost to the point. And sometimes that, that works. For example, on that song, Another Love, which was one of the first songs I put out, you know, I worked tirelessly on that production. I must have recorded it you know, five or six times to the point that Dan Grek, who's a, who's a, you know, still a friend of mine, a wonderful producer, but I, me and him produced that that song. And, and to the point that he, you know, he, he was, I could see he was getting frustrated but, that, I remember that time was getting frustrated because I kept tweaking it. And he was right too, because it was probably done a month before. Um, but it was just, but in in a way it, that obsession I think did, mean that 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 it was a really great record and i've always you know sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong um but interestingly i've got songs which are much more um where i've almost laughed because they're just so carefree and they're Mm -hmm. the ones that people were drawn to you know and there's there's a certain spontaneity a, a a lack of polish that 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 is very human and people are very drawn to, I think. So sometimes that obsession can, that overworking something can be very damaging, but also not just on the work, but on my own mind. You know, mm. I remember countless times driving home from the studio or being in the studio. Cause I've got studio at my house, you know, and just not being able to stop, just literally not being able to stop. And, and it, it almost it's torturous. It's like, it taught, I can feel the feeling now. It's like, tortures my mind um and that's not good for for one's sleep <laughs> or anything right uh yeah so i don't
1: know well with that in mind then how did you manage those uh, obsessive sides of yourself in terms of a monster and and the recording process because i don't know the timeline i don't know if you recorded anything during lockdown and whether some uh things were by, uh, by necessity that you had to record it in certain ways um but, but, how did you manage that because it does feel a lot more carefree this record
0: yeah um it was um well we we started recording it in january twenty twenty basically okay um a little bit in december, but mostly january twenty twenty and was a new year everyone was very optimistic about the year ahead and uh and then, you know, we were interrupted and then I did sort of half of it in the, I keep looking over there, you can't see, but it's, there's a cabin at the, end of, at the end of my garden. I did a bit in there and then, and then we went back to the studio and did a few more months and then back there for a few months. and um, So it was, um, yeah, a long drawn out, you know, it took, took the best part of the year to record only really three months to write. Uh, or well, four months to write. Um, it's usually the other way around. But uh, the y- y- you know, I I'd say um, uh, I'd say yeah, it was it was pretty torturous at times to record this album. Okay. Still, I wouldn't say it was easy in any way. I think, but it was more enjoyable because we. I was very aware that we were searching for something and we were on an adventure, I was on an adventure, and the two guys working with were, you know, helping me with that, and perhaps on their own adventure, it's... It, it, I feel like we were trying to find a new way of, uh, you know, a new sound. That's mm-hmm. what we we're trying to do. And an and, and it, it, incredible amount of experimentation went into the record, and on every song. Okay. Um, that we probably tried five or six different variations of each song, um, both in tempo, key, feel, instrumentation. um, And that was kind of the process. So It was very long and drawn out. And quite often we would end up, you know, going with just taking stuff away and it would just be like the rawest Version of, of 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 what we were doing because, um, so yeah, and you know, it's funny because some songs on the record, like Noise, for example, you know, that had like a whole chorus which I just mm-hmm. took out, just like and it's just like, oh, it works so much better about the chorus, like, um, did a whole version of that song, and then it's just like, oh, I just decided to do it just a vocoder and took five minutes to do that, and you know, um. Uh, and then some songs were productions were just really laborious and like Numb was really laborious it just took a long time because we were using pianos to create the atmospheres and, and that was one of the ones I remember we really did in the, in the lockdown, so remotely so it was like mm. sending files back and forth um, to one another but
1: yeah This experimentation process um... Maybe this is too broad, but what were you looking for, in a sense?
0: Well, I think we're all, as artists, aren't we, just looking for a means to express something pure um, and something that feels instinctually good. Mm. It's, it's instinct, mostly. I mean, it's very difficult to articulate what you're you're searching for, but. I guess there's a feeling, for example, with Numb, you know, there was the song there, and which, you know, I brought in to, this, to, to the recording sessions, and it's like, okay, you know, um, I mean, look, I'm sat at the piano now. Look at what you've got to baby, baby, now I know. And it's just, that's what I brought in, you know? just this and just um how do we turn that into something that feels totally apathetic mm. and and devoid of all feeling <laughs> like like it's such a ridiculous um <laughs> such a ridiculous uh like uh ambition but like you know so i don't know it's just difficult to find that and the only way to do it is just to hear different things and you know i remember for like four days we were playing with just this riff because it's, it's got this riff in it. And it's like we tried it in so many different ways. I tried it like this. tried it on different pianos of like just, you know, playing it like and it's like so many different ways and and you, know, you, end up, you end up finding a way of it sounds the best. And it's amazing doing it because you learn so much about music. Um, and I have to, you know, say a big thank you as well. To, I mean, not to. I've, I've got to also acknowledge. I've got to also acknowledge, um, you know, Johnny Coffer and Aaron Benjamin, who. I, you know, wrote that song with. Um and that's that's another thing is the, the record is hugely collaborative. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be taking all the credit the whole time because it was, um, there was there's lots of people on the credits and, and um, you know, it was really so much learning went on and so much collaboration and, and um, completely unique way of making a record. I've never done that before. You know, just sort of like, I was actually just sort of like taking ideas that 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 I had round to people who, in a way, were just sort of like contributing like little bits to it, and 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 it was amazing. It was like writing songs with. It, it sounds like maybe derivative, but it wasn't. It was like so collaborative and artistic, and um, I've not ever made a record like that before. So in so many ways, I realise I'm going on and on, but no, it's so. In so many ways, like it was just a totally new way for me of making an album, and and um, and that, that was only like carried even further by the fact that we were, you know, going through a, a, a international existential crisis, you right. know, which is like it adds another layer of just absurdity to the whole thing. So, so you know, the record to me is like it's 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 quite weird, <laughs> but I think. Great, still, but like you know, I think, I think it's a, it's a uncomfortable, not weird's the wrong word, maybe like it's an uncomfortable record, you know, it's it's raw and it's not meant to be pretty in any way, but nor should you know, art shouldn't always be pretty. Art should be sometimes make you feel, you know, a variety of things.
1: No, no, I, I definitely agree and uh, like you mentioned there's there's some song, uh songs that that you've kind of abandoned the the, the standard pop structure and you, it's it's maybe just a couple of verses or you, you mm-hmm. really took some chances both uh sonically um, and, and in terms of structure but then what kind of all ties it together and makes it very you is obviously your voice and now i i pref- uh, particularly enjoyed your vocal performances because you can really like you say it's raw you can feel it it's not like you haven't sung like this before but what went into those uh vocal takes for you
0: um well that's that i'm sure um Laurie blunder who i produced produced the record with will be very happy to hear that i mean we spent like we were obsessed with the vocal vocal uh sound and um we Uh, put a hell of a lot of time into the sound of the vocals and the performance of the vocal, you know, the delivery of what I was doing. And and I think the biggest thing was the microphone we discovered was this C-800, Sony C-800, which is a, uh, like we first used one at one of the studios before the lockdown and then became obsessed with the quality of it because it, it's what like Dre, um, but Dre used to use in the 90s. Um, and he used to go into, I think, a, either a 1073 preamp or, and then a, a sort of Avalon. I might be wrong about that, but it was, he, had, he, he used a Sony C800 to make, make a lot of his records and mm-hmm. it became like the microphone to use and they stopped making them um and so they're incredibly expensive but they are um brilliant and 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 i think what's interesting to me is that i i became fascinated by them because they if you listen to pop music today and this is the person that really changed the game was drake OVO, um his producer is that he you know and i'll I'm probably you either know this or lots of people who are watching this will know but like he completely changed the game in the sense that like drake's vocal just is so uh dominant in in and that's become that's become the, the way pop records are made um it's the vocal if you listen to like a justin bieber record or most you know a loud record or a lot of these big pop American pop songs the the, the vocal is just so dominant if you compare it to a, a 90s record you I know mean, the vocals like 10 db quieter and um so these so so people need people will often uh artificially add brightness to the vocal tracks so that add loads of 10k and um they just boost it and and so you get this harshness, I find in the vocal, which, when you're listening on headphones, I find to be at times not so much on the really big records, but, but on shitty pop records, to be quite unpleasant. Um, so, but what's interesting about this, this microphone, this c Andrew microphone, is it's is it has natural brightness, mm-hmm. and inc- it's incredibly bright. And so you have, so you can you literally record the vocal and then after there's no processing, Mm -hmm. you don't have to add any compression, any EQ. uh, And it's remarkable. I mean, it's so, so really it's the, it's the most natural way to record a vocal in a, in a, and and make it sound contemporary. Mm -hmm. Um, and we became fascinated by that. Um, and, uh, you know i it to the point that I then spunked fucking fifteen grand on a, <laughs> a port one myself <laughs> uh, on, on, on a microphone so um so yeah they're, theyre they're they're really good um I recommend, but they're very rare they're difficult to find. I had to get mine from australia okay um
1: but well at least so. you got a good mic for, for the foreseeing yeah. future, right yeah exactly, yeah. Well, finally, then, because uh, one thing I, uh, you you write about uh, all kinds of things. you write about uh, gun tragedies in the, I suppose in the US, but it could be anywhere. Um, you write about uh, climate change, you write about um, yeah. capitalism and how that can can be a form of pressure for for so many. But then um, there is some some hope in it. Don't be afraid of the dark, some you lose, some you win there there is there, there are these nuggets of hope and now hmm. in problems there is one uh, line i haven't uh, got it oh, no that's not the one i w- wanted to um i th- i think it's the open line um music's gonna solve my problems so with all those kind of the, the world being on fire in the in the <laughs> in the background uh, how how has music helped you how has this process of making monsters helped you interestingly
0: up until this point i think I've been asked this question and I would say to some extent it, and maybe this is the running theme of my answers today is like, it's sort of helped me and not helped me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, I would say that, that making it, it did actually strangely, pro- you know, writing the songs, uh, and, and, uh, Recording it. it did actually at moments, it, you know, it was very hard to make. But I think that was, I think that was for a number of circumstances. Um, what's interesting though is since I've put it out, well, I put it out three days ago, but <laughs> since I've put it out, since I've started putting music out, and I've told the world about how I was feeling there's an enormous sense of um there's an enormous sense of brazenness or a sort of a sort of fearlessness i i I've, I've got from that mm-hmm. and um i sort of feel quite like i never thought really it was my place to sing about this stuff and i didn't really have there's just always felt like there was just something blocking me from being able to write about it and and now i don't feel that and i feel like i can write about anything and i've also got to a point where i realize the what i'm doing it for and 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 why i'm making music and it's not just to churn out albums. Like I, I, like I, I want, I want to make things that, that have a depth to them and a curiosity to them. And that I, you know, I like the fact that maybe some people won't like this. <laughs> like if you get what I mean, like sure, I, I, sure. I, it's not trying to appeal to everyone. And there's a, there's, I feel like I've, I've served my art, artistry more with this record uh in in taking more risks and and I feel quite emboldened by that and and yeah I just feel excited about the future and making more music and taking more risks and trying to just keep keep my appetite you know for curiosity and adventure you know
1: uh, i i agree wholeheartedly i think art is um also the well part uh, one side uh, one part of art is to challenge not only yourself but also the listener i think uh yeah or the the the, the viewer or whatever art, art form it may be so hopefully yeah. Uh, yeah uh hopefully you'll you'll keep on this trend you have a good mic now so uh yeah you, you can record <laughs> I, bet
0: uh, I got to yeah. Pay, pay, pay,
1: pay <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well Tom, thank you so much for uh sitting down and taking uh, the time with me and yeah it's only been three days but the uh, things are looking at i see your responses are are, are looking uh, good so i wish you all the best and hopefully you can perform the songs uh, for people very soon
0: thanks mate all nice right. chatting to you thank you take care one. thanks thanks lovely interview. have a nice day